morning, and welcome to day 23 of morning prayer with St. Cuthbert. Let us pray. I weave a silence onto my lips. I weave a silence into my mind. I weave a silence within my heart. I close my ears to distractions. I close my eyes to attractions. I close my heart to temptations. Calm me, O Lord, as you stilled the storm. Still me, O Lord, keep me from harm. Let all the tumult within me cease. Enfold me, Lord, in your unending peace. Amen. Our psalm for this morning. Psalm 38 Rebuke me not, O Lord, in your anger, neither chasten me in your heavy displeasure. For your arrows have stuck fast in me, and your hand presses hard upon me. There is no health in my flesh because of your indignation. There is no peace in my bones because of my sin. For my iniquities have gone over my head. Their weight is a burden too heavy to bear. My wounds stink and fester. Because of my foolishness. I am utterly bowed down and brought very low. I go about mourning all the day long. My loins are filled with searing pain. There is no health in my flesh. I am feeble and utterly crushed. I roar aloud because of the disquiet of my heart. O Lord, you know all my desires. My sighing is not hidden from you. My heart is pounding, my strength has failed me. The light of my eyes is gone from me. My friends and companions stand apart from my afflictions. My neighbours stand afar off. Those who seek after my life lay snares for me and those who would harm me whisper evil and mutter slander all the day long. But I am like one who is deaf and hears not, like one that is dumb who does not open his mouth. I have become like one who does not hear, and from whose mouth comes no retort. For in you, Lord, have I put my trust. You will answer me, O Lord my God. For I said, let them not triumph over me. Those who exult over me when my foot slips. Truly I am on the verge of falling. And my pain is ever near me. I will confess my iniquity and be sorry for my sin.
those that are my enemies without any cause are mighty. And those who hate me wrongfully are many in number. Those who repay evil for good are against me. Because the good is what I seek. Forsake me not, O Lord. Be not far from me, O my God. Make haste to help me. O Lord of my salvation. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. Almighty Lord and Saviour, behold with pity the wounds of your people. Do not forsake us, sinful as we are, but for the sake of the passion of your beloved one, Jesus, come quickly to our aid, for his mercy's sake. Amen. The Gospel reading, Luke chapter 12, beginning to read at verse 1. In the meantime, when so many thousands of the people had gathered together that they were trampling one another, he began to say to his disciples first, Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Nothing is covered up that will not be revealed, or hidden that will not be known. Therefore whatever you have said in the dark shall be heard in the light, and what you have whispered in private rooms shall be proclaimed on the housetops. I tell you, my friends, do not fear those who kill the body, and after that have nothing more they can do. But I will warn you whom to fear. Fear him who, after he has killed, has authority to cast into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies, and not one of them is forgotten before God? Why, even the hairs of your head are all numbered. So fear not. You are of more value than many sparrows. And I tell you, everyone who acknowledges me before men, the Son of Man also will acknowledge before the angels of God. But the one who denies me before men, will be denied before the angels of God. And everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but the one who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. And when they bring you before the synagogues and the rulers and the authorities, do not be anxious about how you should defend yourself or what you should say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said to him, Man, who made me a judge or arbitrator over you? And he said to them, Take care, and be on your guard against all covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of one's possessions. And he told them a parable, saying, the land of a rich man produced plentifully. And he thought to himself, What shall I do, for I have nowhere to store my crops? And he said, I will do this. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones, and there I will store all my grain and my goods. 
and I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul is required of you. And the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. And he said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, nor about your body, what you will put on. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens, they neither sow nor reap, they have neither storehouse nor barn, and yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? If you then are not able to do as small a thing as that, why are you anxious about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon, in all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothed the grass, which is alive in the field today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, who you of little faith? And do not seek what you are to eat and what you are to drink, nor be worried. For all the nations of the world seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Instead, seek after his kingdom. These things will be added to you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old, and with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Here ends the Gospel reading. A Gallic rune of hospitality. I saw a stranger yesterday. I put food in the eating place drink in the drinking place, music in the listening place, and in the blessed name of the triune, he blessed myself and my house, my cattle and my dear ones. And the lark said in her song, often, often, often goes the Christ in the stranger's guise. Chapter 23 of Bede's Life of Cuthbert Cuthbert did not cease to perform miracles of healing, even though far removed from mankind. There was a holy handmaid of Christ, Aelflaed, who, as one of the joys of her virginal state, had charge of a great company of nuns. She looked after them with a motherly love, adding to her royal rank the yet more noble adornment 
of a high degree of holiness. She had a deep affection for Cuthbert. She herself told the following story to that most reverend priest of the Lindisfarne church, Herefrith, who in turn told it to me. She had been seriously ill for a long time, and seemed almost on the point of dying. The doctors could do nothing for her. By God's grace, she was suddenly removed from danger of death, though not entirely cured. The internal pain went, and she regained the use of her limbs, but could not stand upright, nor move about except on all fours. She began to fear that the condition might be permanent, since she had long since given up hope of getting any help from doctors. One day, oppressed by these sad thoughts, her mind wandered to the peaceful life Cuthbert led. How I wish I had something belonging to my dear Cuthbert, she sighed. As I trust and believe in God, I know for certain that I should be quickly healed. Shortly afterwards, someone arrived with a linen cincture sent by Cuthbert. She was delighted with the gift, and realised that her wishes had been made known to him by heavenly means. She girded herself with it, and next morning was able to stand up straight. Two days later, she was completely well. A few days after this, one of the nuns was seized with excruciating pains in the head. She got daily worse, until it seemed unlikely she could last much longer. The venerable abbess paid her a visit, saw how ill she was, and bound up her head with the cincture. The pain left her the very same day, and she was cured. She took off the cincture and hid it in her locker. When it was required by the abbess a few days later, it was nowhere to be found, neither in the locker nor anywhere else. This was God's doing. By those two miracles of healing, he manifested Cuthbert's holiness to the faithful, and then removed the cincture, lest it should lead the faithless to doubt such sanctity. Had it been allowed to remain, the sick would have flocked to it, and if anyone through lack of merit were left uncured, the fact would be taken not as a proof of that person's unworthiness, but as a reason for disparaging the relic. So, as I said, for the merciful dispensation of divine providence, first the belief of the faithful was strengthened, and then all danger of disparagement by the envious or unbelieving was removed. Now we come to our prayers of intercession. Let us hold the world before God. This is a prayer by St Edmund Rich, 13th century Archbishop of Canterbury. Into thy hands, O Father and Lord, we commend our souls and bodies, our parents and homes, friends and servants, neighbours, children and kindred, 
our benefactors and brethren departed, all folk rightly believing, and all who need thy pity and protection. Light us all with thy holy grace, and suffer us never to be separated from thee, O Lord in Trinity, God everlasting. Amen. A Collect Thou who guidest Noah over the flood waves, hear us. Thou who with thy word recalled Jonah from the deep, deliver us. Thou who stretched forth thy hand to Peter as he sank, help us, O Christ. Son of God, who didst marvellous things of old, be favourable in our day also. Amen. And we pray as our Saviour taught us. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. And finally, a prayer for ourselves. Reveal in us your glory, O Lord. Stir in us your power. Renew in us your kingdom. Develop in us your faith. Show in us your way. Open in us your love. Strengthen in us your hope. Work in us your miracles. Revive in us your resurrection. Abide in us yourself. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.